the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 970 presents Eye on Real Estate. This is your premier source for real estate information. From the hot properties in the tri-state to the latest in real estate market trends. From mortgage news to answers to all of your real estate questions, you'll be in the know with help from the experts. Call now, 866-970-9622. 866-970-9622. Now, here's your host for Eye on Real Estate, Douglas Elements Vice Chair, Dottie Herman. Well, that you're listening to our second half of Iron Real Estate. I'm Dottie Herman, and I'm our real estate expert. I'm here with East Water Tooth Park, our financial guru, and Stephen Eden uh, Ebert, excuse me, our financial wizard. And as I promised, we're very lucky to have uh, a special guest, uh, Congressman Thomas Swazi. Um, Congressman Thomas Swazi is an American politician, an attorney, an accountant who is the United States Representative for New York's 3rd District. Um, Tom was the County Executive of Nassau County, New York, from 2002 to 2009. He was first elected to the post in 2001 after four terms as mayor of Glen Cove, New York. And that is where I personally met Tom. I think he's a genius, also a friend. Tom, welcome. Buddy Herman, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. I'm so happy to be talking to you. Happy Thanksgiving to you and your friends and family. Thank you. Thank you. Same to you. I'm so thrilled. I said we go back a long way. <laughs> You're always I, uh, a genius, Dottie. You're a, a real estate expert. Yeah, you were. Forget it. You know, I met Tom when he was mayor of Glen Cove, and that goes back a while ago. And I remember going to Glen Cove because I was thinking of opening an office there. And the man was brilliant. But besides for that, I can never forget that we, as we walked through Glen Cove, he knew everyone and he knew every store owner and he was so personable. Hello, you know, he knew everybody's name in, in Glen Cove. He, you know, said hello to everybody. And I said to him, you're fantastic. If you ever get out policies, you got to come to real estate. And you have really done <laughs> tremendous. But I remember that. So, I, I you know, I, I'm so thrilled to have you on the show. And, um, you know, how do you, you know, I want you to give us an update of what you're, what you're up to these days. And then I wanted to answer some questions on how you see the real estate in Nassau County and what, do you, what are you seeing with what's going on today. But first, fill us up to what, you know, what you're currently up to. Well, I still live in Glen Cove with my wife, Helene, and our three kids. And I was the mayor and then I was the county executive. I ran for governor against Elliot Spitzer and got my butt kicked in the Democratic primary. Didn't turn out too well for Elliot Spitzer either, though, as we know. No. Uh, then I was county executive, and I lost to Ed Mangano, and he got convicted of bribery and corruption. So anybody who has ever beaten me in a race, their life was ruined after that. So you can run against me, but don't beat me. 
So now I've been in Congress for about five years. I'm on the Ways and Means Committee. I just had a big victory on getting the state and local tax deduction in the, uh, the Build Back Better bill to increase the cap from $10,000 to $80,000. It'll help 98% of homeowners uh, throughout New York and other similarly situated states. i got to fight the Senate to make sure they keep it in there. Bernie Sanders and those guys are trying to trying to cap it. But uh, that's a fight I've got. I've got Chuck Schumer helping out. And, uh, you know, I'm, that's I've so loved important, public Tom. That really was a real setback. Oh, I put everything on the line. I said, no salt, no deal. I said, I support the president. I want to do all the big stuff he wants to do. Great, wonderful. I want to get it done. I believe in addressing climate change, and I believe in, in lifting kids out of poverty, and I believe in the help to negotiate the bipartisan infrastructure deal, in fact. Um, I believe in all that stuff, but no salt, no deal. You don't give me salt, I'm not voting for it. And they need my vote, and I got a couple other... Now, for, uh, yeah, for our listeners, if you forgot about that... Um, they limited the tax deductions that you could write off for taxes. I don't know, what is that, about four or five years ago that he did that? I can't remember 2017. exactly. So, so historically. And that really hurts the, us in Nassau County oh. and Suffolk County and New York where the taxes are so high. Yeah, New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, New California, Jersey, Connecticut, Illinois. Right. So when they first set up the tax code, they said, listen. Uh, the mayors and the governors said, we don't want you doing a federal tax because you don't want to, you're going to stop us from doing what we need to do at the state and local level. They said, no, no, no. We're going to do a state and local tax deduction so you don't get taxed on the taxes you've already paid. So your property taxes, your income taxes you pay to the state, you can deduct that from your income. That was in place for 100 years. And in 2017, President Trump and the Republicans said, listen, those guys didn't vote for me in New York and New Jersey and Connecticut and California anyway, so, you know, let's take it away from them. So it really hurt our states. And so I've been fighting to get that back, and uh, we're, we've got it back from $10,000 cap to now you can deduct up to $80,000. And that, like I said, that takes care of 80% of the people. I'm concerned about the wealthy people that leave town, and they, when they leave town, they take their tax dollars with them, and who gets left behind holding the bag? The people who can't move away. So either you you're going to get I have to ask you about that because I sometimes wonder where these people, I, and I say on both sides, I'm bipartisan, it's like not one or the other, but I sometimes wonder where they lived, what planet, because of course the wealthy should pay their fair share, but if you drive out all the people, because the majority of taxes are paid for the, by the top 20 or even less than that, Wealthy. No, well, Eric Adams, who's the new mayor in New York City, we're going to be the new mayor, and I supported him for mayor. And he says, listen, there's 8.8 million people in New York City. 65,000 people pay 50.1% of the income taxes in New York City. So you, you, you need those people. And so we, we want yeah, to help I the limo drivers. They lose. And Florida's like, come this way, folks. They're come, taking well, them. Come, come Florida, to they don't state. We're tax friendly, okay. In Florida, and, they don't ins- they don't insure their children, they don't uh, pay their teachers, they don't have mass transit like we do. So their taxes are lower, but they don't do the same things we do. The bottom line is, New York State's taxes are too high. Income taxes are too high. Property taxes are too high. We got to reduce them. We got to fight the crime in New York City. We got to improve the quality of life. We got to get the homeless people off the streets. Uh, we got to we got to uh, take care of the climate, address climate change. We got to help the kids in the schools that are in the troubled school districts. We got to lift everybody up. And as far as uh, we just got to get people to start working together, you got to be common sense politicians. Enough of this pointing fingers. Oh, you're a Republican. Oh, you're a Democrat. People got to work yeah, together so to solve problems. 
I'm so sick of that. I really can't even listen to it anymore. Like, you know what? We're, we're all in this together. And, you know, every, and, and of course, this is a country where we're blessed to be in a country where you can have different views and you can have different, you know, ideas. But at the end of the day, we, we got to get really, along. Right. Right, you, you said it, together. and I know if there's anyone that can do it, I know you. I know you can. So let me ask you something. Uh, how do you see real estate in Nassau County, and how are you involved with that? I think the real estate market is good in in Nassau County and Suffolk. I represent the North Shore of Nassau, Suffolk, and the northeast part of Queens. And I think that okay. they're all doing much better than they have been because a lot of people moved out of the city during right. COVID. And a lot of the people that are uh, immigrants uh, that have made some money uh, have moved, you know, from their businesses, whether it's doctors or engineers, are moving out of the city and moving out to Long Island, the same as previous immigrants did. So we've got in my district along the North Shore a lot more Koreans, a lot more Chinese, a lot more Indians, a lot more Pakistanis, and a lot more families that have just moved out of the city uh, during COVID and looking for better schools. So that's helped us. I still think our property taxes are too high uh, all over Long Island, all over New York. I still think the income taxes are too high. So we got to figure that out for the long term. But we COVID actually, with all the devastation, I lost my father-in-law during COVID. uh, Actually, the real estate market. Yeah. So, so you know, and we got to make sure we're watching for COVID again. I mean, we got to stop fooling around here. You know, we can't. Act like nothing's going on. We can't let this new new variant come out again. We got to start doing the. Everybody's got to get their vaccines and their booster shots. So we need all the doctors to convince their patients that it's the right thing to do because they're not going to listen to the politicians. Well, yeah, because uh, these are so many conflicting things about it. Of course, I've got my vaccines, and I, you know, and we, you know, and you hear of cases, but you don't hear what you. You don't hear as many deaths, at least. I mean, I, I think that's partially because of the vaccines. Um, that even that if you if you get COVID and you have a vaccine, you're less likely to get that sick. In the beginning, we didn't know how to tre- we didn't know how to treat it, so we got we got we got we got to start going after it again. Dottie, I have to go to my next thing. I apologize. I can't stay on, but I hope you'll have me on again sometime. I will. Thank you, and I can't wait to see you some soon. I hope to see you, too. Say hello to Jay, too. Thank you so much. I will. All right. And that was uh, Congressman Swazi, and I go back with him, as I said, when he was the mayor of Glen Cove, and uh, he was very involved in, with his community. He knew everyone, and he's down to earth, and he really knows what the people need. And as far as taxes, taxes are too high in the tri-state period, and so an assault deduction, which allows you to write off those taxes, if we if we bring that back, that would be such a help to homeowners. Um, it was uh, it would really really help a lot because taxes are out of control. You know, um, sometimes I would you know when I was back in the day when I was managing real estate offices in Nassau County and Suffolk. Um, there would be houses that would come on the market, and their taxes were out of whack. Like, so we would try to reduce the price of the house. And even in reducing the price of the house to really a low number, the taxes were so high that if you could afford the house, as far as dollars concerned, you couldn't afford the taxes there. 
So that's really a big problem. And um, truthfully, a lot of people are going to Florida, and it's because of taxes. Now, as the mayor, as, as Tom Swazi said, you you know, there's other things that they skimp on that we that we have that are a lot better, but you know, nobody really knows, nobody really talks about that. So um, I think it, he's got really good ideas. What do you think about taxes and everything, Stephen uh, Ace? What do you think? Well. I'm very glad to hear that he's drawing the line on the salt items. And for the record, I grew up in the 3rd Congressional District where Congressman Swazi represents, and I have family over there. And I think he is doing a very smart move, both the right thing for tax policy and also the right thing politically, to really draw a line in there. And um, he's absolutely right about the history of the state and local tax uh, deductions that was part of um, – the tax code formulation. You know, if we didn't have federal income tax at the founding of the country, uh, came hundreds of years later. So that's important to keep that in mind. And I think that's absolutely critical. At the end of the day, I think when you have a tax policy, people make decisions. People are, you know, buying a home, as we've talked about many times, is possibly, and for many people, their biggest investment. When people have just made that decision, they should have the comfort of certainty that when they've made a certain plan, they can follow through on that plan. And so I'm thrilled that he's pushing the line on that. I think that would be a tremendous, tremendous. Bring this all back. I think that would be so tremendous. I think that is so needed. Um, I think that was a very big mistake. You know, and of course, we make mistakes. Everyone makes mistakes. However, what I say is, hey, at least when I made a mistake, you know, I made a mistake. Maybe I didn't see this, this, or this. But that doesn't mean you stick with it, you know, and keep that mistake. You fix it. So I'm, I'm, I'm really glad to see that also. I, uh, so I hope we get that through. That'll be a big plus. Um, Steven, I had a question from um, uh, an email from a, a listener. And they're saying they're thinking of buying a uh, a condo, and they want to know. Uh, someone told me that well, I should be I should put it in an LLC. Um, what is the advantages of buying a condo in New York City in an LLC, or what are the disadvantages? What is your feeling on that? Sure, Dottie, it's it's a great question. Um, so first, let me explain what an LLC is. An LLC is a type of business entity. It's called a limited liability company, and not corporation, but limited liability company. And it's a hybrid concept that came out in the 80s um, where you get protections that you have, like in a corporation, but you have um, fewer formalities um, than you have that you have to keep in mind, and you have generally elect one tier of taxation. I'm going to explain what that is. So the plus sides of buying in an LLC is that, number one, you get privacy, right? Public records, people can go online for free and really see who owns a property. And we have people in this day and age of cyber stalking, of physical security. People may say, I don't want people to know my business. I don't want them to know exactly where I live. We've set up LLCs for clients. We form them, and we have the law firm as a contact. They have no idea out there who actually is the owner there. So that's number one, privacy. Uh, number two, 
it does limit liability. So it can protect other assets. It can't protect the real estate asset from liability, right? If you have somebody goes onto your property and has a slip and fall, they can still sue the LLC. And if you have equity in the real estate, they can go after that. So having an LLC doesn't mean you don't get homeowner's insurance. You should always get the insurance. But what it does is it insulates other assets. Um, and then the next thing really gets into, and this is where you have some differences, are you, what type of property and how do you plan on using the property? Are you talking about a 10-unit rental building, multifamily, or are you talking about your primary residence? And this is important to consider for two reasons. One, when you're getting a bank loan, when you're buying a residential property, the condo you're living or the house that you're living in, the banks generally prefer you buy that in your individual name because they're concerned about making sure that you can make the payments and collect on it. And also when they approve you for your primary residence, they're also not only looking at the value of the real estate, but the strength of the borrower. So you're going to get a better interest rate from a bank on your primary home if you do buy in your individual name. However, the opposite is true for a commercial loan. The banks are very concerned about use and liability. So if you own an apartment building, the banks are going to want a business entity, not your individual name. The other last point that I want to mention, at least in these general points, um, is the tax value. Since we're just talking about salt and the deductibility of property taxes, people need to remember that even if you own 100% of that LLC that you just formed, it's still considered a different legal personality. And what that means... Say, say that again, Alex. Oh, sure, of course. It's still considered a different legal personality. So, Dottie, if you owned your home directly as Dottie Herman versus right. if you own Dottie Herman LLC 100%, the fact that you took ownership in an LLC instead of your individual name, you're going to lose some of the tax write-offs. And that's going to be some of your problems that you're going to have because it's technically a different legal personality. So you can't say it's your primary residence as an as an owned property. So you're going to lose so, some of those tax write-offs. So, Stephen, when would it be wise to do that, and when would it be maybe not so wise to do it? Well, if if you valued the privacy more than the tax write-off, for example, let's say we have some high net worth clients who are going to buy a property, their primary residence all cash, then the tax write-off value is very low. So the privacy is worth way more. For the average homeowner, buying their primary residence in an LLC, generally I don't find that to be a good idea um, because they're going to lose some of the write-offs, which are going to be really valuable. But I want to be very clear about a point. The comment I'm making is in respect to your primary residence. If you're buying an investment property, the analysis is totally different. If you're buying a commercial property, the analysis is totally different. So generally speaking, for your typical homeowner, LLC for the primary residence doesn't make sense, but for investment property and definitely for commercial, it does. And I want to point out, we can set them up very easily. Um, generally, it's about a day or two, business day or two. Um, we check that the name's available and we can form it. 
so you can get working on it immediately. It does not slow down a transaction. So anyone Stephen, does that, everyone have a reach to? I mean, that you can always write into I. You know, you can always um, write into um, Ion Real Estate. Um, I think we're going to have a break. So let me finish this after break. I want everyone to know how to reach you because it's important. It's said that if you don't like the weather, just wait a few minutes and it'll change. Well, the weather isn't the only thing changing. According to our latest research, local business owners today are saying it's getting harder to sustain their business than it was just a few months ago. They also told us that targeting the right audience with their advertising messages is more important than ever. At Salem Surround, our team of local in-market experts take that seriously. We utilize the latest research and marketing technology to deliver media plans that will exceed your expectations. Let Salem Surround show you how we can solve for your marketing challenges by bringing nationwide resources while delivering Main Street solutions. Salem Surround is here to help you through the constant changes. We promise we'll help your business stay ahead of the changing weather. Learn more at surroundnewyork.com. Surroundnewyork.com. Connecting you with new customers. You have helped build MyPillow into an amazing company. Now, Mike Lindell, the inventor and CEO, wants to give back to our listeners. That's you! And uh, you know that MyPillow doesn't have the support of the box stores or shopping channels the way they used to. They've been part of this cancel culture, so they want to pass the savings directly onto you. You can now get the lowest price in the history of MyPillow for their classic standard MyPillow, regularly $69.98, now only $19.98 with your promo code JOEP. They also have queen size, regularly $79.98, now only $24.98 with your promo code or king size, regularly $89.98, now only $29.98 with your promo code Joe P. Mike has also lowered the price of his MyPillow slippers to 40% off with the promo code 800-651-0798. 800-651-0798. Promo code Joe P. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, and use the promo code Joe P. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elliman's Vice Chair, Dottie Herman. We're back. We were talking to Stephen Ebert about uh, LLCs, and obviously um, his advice is if it's your primary residence, um, you should not do that. But if it's an investment property, um, you should. So, Stephen, and, and you specialize in doing that. How does somebody reach you? How's the best way to get in touch with you? Um, where can they go? Stephen? Can you hear me, Dottie? Um, yes, can now you I do. Yes. Yeah, they can, sure. They can contact me directly at 914. 914- Five one seven six nine four one, and of course, whenever setting these things up, you know what we're talking about on the radio are general principles. We look into the specific case with each client, and you know. And the other thing, which is really important, and I just want to caution people: we've had clients sometimes set up an LLC. They try to use like an online service provider. Read the fine print. A lot of times I've seen it where they'd say, oh, we can set one up for $99. And then in the fine print, 
oh, you have to pay filing fees. Oh, you have the advertising requirement. And we give no advice on how to set things up. Um, the costs really are not that expensive. Um, but, you know, you want to make sure you do it the right way. and You don't have a problem down the road because you definitely can if you don't do it right. No, and I, and I, and I tell people, these are big investments. You know, you've heard me often say, don't use your son-in-law, who is a divorce attorney, to do a real estate deal. You need to use a real estate company that specializes in real estate. These are, for most people, some of their largest investments, and it's not where you nickel and dime it because you want to do it right. Because if you don't, it could cost you so much more money in the long run. Um, so Stevens firm specializes in real estate. That's what they do, every aspect of it. So, again, um, I, I urge you. These are things I wouldn't, and, you know, I'm, I'm aware of them, but would, would I try to do it myself? No. Because I think the secret of success is to know what you know, but know what you don't know. And although, you know, I have a general understanding of mortgages and the legal aspects of real estate, you know, a general understanding. And so that I can talk about it, but when it comes to the nitty-gritty, I always, personally, I use a professional. I use Stephen when it's legal, and I use Ace and Citizens when I need to do my mortgages and, you know, so use a professional. It will save you more in the long run. And these are very important things to know and know the pros and cons of doing each one because there's a lot to know today, and no one knows everything. And I think that that's been my success. I always tell people when they say, well, you built Douglas Elliman. I say, well, I actually I, I built it, but I didn't build it alone. I built it with a team. I built it with a team of, of different of all different specialties and different expertise. Um, so that's, when you're doing a real estate transaction, that's what you want. You want a great team behind you. You want a great financial institution. You want a great real estate company and broker. And you certainly want a great legal mind. And we have the team on the radio. I think we have the best. So I would advise you to do the same thing. Now, you know what? I, I I was thinking about what we went, you know, we were talking before this week, we were really talking a lot about buyers and selling and buying your home and what you should look for. And somebody asked me, Johnny, do you think prices are ever going to go down? Now, I'm not a mind reader, okay? So, I, you know, I can't project the future, but I do know that since ACE uh, it's pretty much, and at this point they're saying that interest rates are not going to go up for a little bit more. Um, now is the time to buy if you're ever going to buy. And obviously, once interest rates go up, I don't know the prices are going to go down, but they're just going to like kind of flatten, I, I think. So I think that now is ideally the time to buy. Uh, we do have the lowest interest rates, and if interest rates go up, okay, then you you know. <laughs> Even if you pay a little bit less, you're going to be paying it more in interest. So I think it's uh, time to buy in. I think that you're going to see a pretty strong 2022, um, maybe not as many bidding wars and things of that nature, but I think it's still going to be a strong year. 
what I did not cover with you is, and so many people, especially people that have never bought before, what they forget is closing costs and how much that really is going to cost you. Okay, so when you're buying a home, you, you have the price of the home. You know what your home is going to cost. You know what the, you're going to get a mortgage. You know what that, your interest rate. So you know what your monthly payments are going to be. But whether you're buying or selling, you can expect to pay a hefty amount of taxes and fees at the closing table um, that you may not expect. And if you're buying in New York, it's even more unique in New York, okay? So for sellers' closing costs, um, take a bite out of, it takes a, a pretty big bite out of the proceeds. For buyers, they can have real impact on your buying power and may affect your decision to buy an apartment or another. So it's crucial to understand the big picture. Um, the responsibility of some of these taxes is not set in stone. And when a market is slow, there's a lot of inventory and apartments hard to sell. You know, sellers may make concessions, but we're uh, not in that kind of market at the moment. So overall, you know, you're determining whether, you know, because sometimes the seller and the buyer can, you know, the buyer can, the seller can pay some of the costs or they can negotiate closing costs. Um, but a good rule of thumb is consider to pay 2 to 4% of the purchase price of a co-op condo or townhouse for closing costs. It's a good rule of thumb. That's 2 to 3% of the purchase price. Bump that to 3 to 4% if the apartment is over $1 million and if you're buying a condo. Okay, so it's 2 to 4% of the purchase price, okay, on a co-op condo. And this is just a rule of thumb. Um, but if you are buying something over $1 million and it's a condo, bump that to 3 to 4%. Then you have bank fees if you're taking out a mortgage. Expect to pay three to four thousand dollars in bank fees, including your bank attorney's fees and an appraisal. You know, um, and attorney's fees. And again, I'm giving you a rule of thumb. You can get them cheaper or more. They're, they start about three thousand for a standard deal, and can increase for more complex transactions, such as purchases involving two units, um, or if you're planning to combine units. You know, sometimes in the city, people buy two units so they can combine them into a larger union uh, unit. Now, let's talk about the mansion tax. Okay. The mansion tax is, is at 1% on co-ops, condos, and townhouses, and sales of $1 million to $1.99 million, and rise incrementally to 3.9% of sales prices of $25 million. Hey, Stephen, can you just expand on that mansion tax a little bit? Absolutely. So the mansion tax is a New York State tax that applies to all residential real estate um, transactions. Residential real estate is defined as a co-op, a condo, or one- to three-family home. Okay? Um, and that's very important on that last part. Um, and what happens is you pay zero if the property is under a million. And only once you cross the $1 million line do you pay the tax. Now, everywhere but New York City, it's 1%. But in New York City, it's 1% from $1 million up to $2 million, as exactly said. And then what happens, it goes up. 
So between two to three, um, it's one and a quarter percent. Three to five, one and a half. Five to ten, two point two five. And you're exactly right. It goes to a height of three point nine percent, but that's on a property greater than twenty five million. The other point I really want people to, to take away is that once you cross the line into the next rate, that's on everything. So, for example, if you buy a property for 999000 you pay zero tax. If you buy a property for a million dollars, you pay 1%, you pay 10000 So once you cross the line, it's that rate and on the full value of the consideration, right? So if you, so you buy so a property... So in other words, you don't pay it just on the... Uh, bit. You don't pay it on the amount over a million. You pay it on the whole. Exactly. Exactly right. So when you go to two million, right, your rate changes from one percent to one and a quarter percent. So if you were buying a house in Nassau County for two million dollars, you would pay a one-time mansion tax of twenty thousand dollars. If you buy that same house in New York City, your rate's at one and a quarter percent. So you're paying a one-time tax of twenty-five thousand instead of twenty thousand. So that that is how the tax works. Okay, so Steve, now on building fees, do most condos and co-ops have building charges that you have to move in and move out fees that can range from a few hundred to a couple of thousand dollars? Yeah, they they really are divided into two parts. Yeah, a fee because they're worried about wear and tear on the building. And then a deposit in case your movers damage the public areas, and that part is refundable. So it's usually a combination of a fee and a refundable security deposit. And I know sometimes people get very tripped up on this, and they'll say, oh, I don't have anything to move out, or I'm not really doing a move-in, I'm just having deliveries of new furniture. Um, The buildings charge that, and they really have to treat all owners equally. So... They do charge it. The break about closing costs, because you really need to know what they are. Okay, we'll be right back talking about closing costs. Hi, Kevin McCullough. Want to do something truly memorable to celebrate the new year? Why not sail into 2022 on board the Atlantis yacht, enjoying a 360-degree view of Manhattan? The Atlantis of New York Cruises is hosting a New Year's Eve party that is guaranteed to impress. With three levels to party on, their main dining salon, lounge deck, sky deck, guests have plenty of room to take in the iconic skyline and ring in the new year. Forget the crowded land-based venues. Celebrate in style with fireworks, family, and fantastic views. Event itinerary includes hors d'oeuvres and gourmet buffet, premium open bar featuring their gold bar with festive New Year's Eve cocktails and live DJ entertainment. Space is limited. For more information or to buy tickets, visit NewYorkCruises.com or call 718-646-8083. That's 718-646-8083. It's said that if you don't like the weather, just wait a few minutes and it'll change. Well, the weather isn't the only thing changing. According to our latest research, local business owners today are saying it's getting harder to sustain their business than it was just a few months ago. They also told us that targeting the right audience with their advertising messages is more important than ever. At Salem Surround, 
Our team of local in-market experts take that seriously. We utilize the latest research and marketing technology to deliver media plans that will exceed your expectations. Let Salem Surround show you how we can solve for your marketing challenges by bringing nationwide resources while delivering Main Street solutions. Salem Surround is here to help you through the constant changes. We promise we'll help your business stay ahead of the changing weather. Learn more at surroundnewyork.com. SurroundNewYork.com, connecting you with new customers. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. <coughs> now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief on symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elliman's Vice Chair, Dottie Herman. We're back and we're talking with I'm Dottie Herman. We're talking with Ace Brother well, Supop and Stephen Ebert on closing costs because when you're figuring out how much you can cost, you go to Ace, you find out how much of a mortgage you can get, you know, and, and that. But you also need to count that, that extra money that you need to close, which a lot of people are very confused about how much that may be. So we're going through that. And as I said, as a general rule, plan to pay 2 to 4% of the purchase price. But now we're going through specifics, especially in New York City. And, of course, you're going to pay bank fees. Ace, bank fees, when you take out a mortgage, what would you expect, $3,000, $4,000? What's the average? What, what would be a rule of thumb? Um, a little less than that, Dottie. So it's something called a origina- origination fee, which is the processing and underwriting fee. And it's right around $1,500. Not not much. Oh, um, a lot less. A okay, lot so that's, that's yeah. a lot less than I thought. So bank yep. fees around $1,500. Around $1,500. And again, I guess, would it be more if the house is more? Is that how it works? Um, no, no, it's it's pretty much a flat fee. Uh, usually, okay. and Stephen can talk about this, there's mortgage tax, there's transfer tax, there's matching tax, and those are the large items that people can uh, expect on, a, on on the closing costs as well. Yeah. Right, so Stephen has just talked about the mansion tax, and uh, basically it's anything over a million dollars, and uh, then it goes up. Now, when you said it goes up, it goes up in New York City. What about uh, you know other places, Connecticut and every and, and say Long Island? Is it does it go up so, everywhere? So sure, yeah. So you got to keep in mind that these taxes are all state and locally driven. So the mansion tax is a New York State tax. Um, New Jersey does have their own version of a transfer tax. Um, they do have a one percent if you go over one million dollars, and then they have a statewide transfer fee. That, that is calculated a little bit differently than New York as opposed to exact percentages because you could have a variety of exemptions that reduce the amount of transfer tax that you pay if it's your primary or if you're over age 62, which does not happen in New York. Um, there are now you some, said building fees. Building fees, what do we have there? 
Right, right. So that's so. So a couple other things. I guess if I can hit for a moment, just a couple other taxes. You do have a couple of jurisdictions in New York State that have their add-on taxes. You know, New York City has a transfer tax when you sell. There are a couple of cities in Westchester that do that. And then out in the Hamptons, you do have that Baconic Bay tax, which is an extra tax on the buy side. To and then the purpose behind that was to have money back in the trust to really help open spaces. Um, in well, that, yeah, I, I have uh, to tell you, I know it's a pain in the neck, but in the Hamptons, I think it's the best thing because what they do with that money is they buy land and they don't build on it. And they want to keep the Hamptons, you know, to look like the Hamptons. And if they didn't do that, it would end up really being like houses on houses on houses and no open space. So they do that to preserve that whole lot. But, but it is a tax. You want, you want to keep the reason that you went out there to begin with to actually still be there. So absolutely. What about title insurance? Um, Title insurance, so let's put co-ops to one side because they're very different. Um, but co- title insurance is one of the most important misunderstood things that people have. And I will say, and, and it's not any particular bank's fault, but when we changed the federal law, it made my life very, very difficult because the banks are required to do something, which I'll explain, and this is very important. But first, title insurance is different than other kind of insurance you're out there. Right, you can, when you select health insurance, say, I want the platinum plan or the gold plan or the silver, and you can make some differences. With title insurance, it is based on your purchase price and it's based on your loan amount. And there's no such thing as, um, you know, that gold versus platinum. There are a couple of extra add-ons you can get that title companies have over the more recent years been able to add. You have a couple of extra endorsements. But generally speaking, it's purchase price and uh, loan amount. Now, so basically, it's not is, better or worse. It's just based on the amount. Correct. And what happens is you pay once, and you're protected for so long as you own the property. And people do not realize the benefit of this until, and hopefully they never do, but if they have a problem. Because literally, you could have a problem during the course of ownership, or you can have a problem when you're selling. And literally, let's say you bought a property. When you say a problem, give me an example of what kind of problem you could have. Sure. So let's say you're selling, and it turns out that when you closed, when you bought the property, the seller's bank didn't file the right paperwork to show that the loan was paid off. And what if you've owned the property for 30 years? And what if it was a bank that has been merged and is no longer in, in existence and it can take months to find this information. Well, literally what you can do is you can dust off your title insurance policy and wave it and say, look, when I bought title insurance company A said this was okay. And literally, even if the buyer uses title insurance company B or C or D, they have a system between the title insurance companies where they'll say no problem because A said it was okay, we'll say it's okay, and you seller can have a smooth closing, and then in the background, the title companies work it all out amongst themselves. But you as a Hi. seller can just have your smooth clothing. clothing. That's absolutely critical. But there's other things that they do. It's not just a matter of was the ownership correct or were the mortgages paid or the taxes current. You get things like a survey to map out the property to make sure, well, 
does that deck that was built, does that match with the certificate of occupancy? And do I know that that deck that I thought was legally there, is it really legal? Or even if it's legal, how do I know it's on my property and it doesn't cross the line and go onto the neighbor's property and they can say all of a sudden take that deck down and change the value of the property? So there's a lot of great information that you get that's part of it too. Now, one thing I do want to say that causes a lot of confusion to buyers is that when the law was changed um, on the disclosures and we switched to the closing disclosure from the HUD-1, it was part of a number of legal changes about five, six years ago. They were required, the banks were required to list the cost of title insurance differently than it actually appears. When you buy a place, you're going to get an owner's policy for yourself and then one to protect the bank as part of them giving the loan. The way by law the banks are required to disclose it is they list that you have to get the bank policy, but the policy to protect the owner is considered, quote, optional. Now, that because of they have to disclose it that way, it throws off how the costs actually look in reality. And so what I would say, and this is very confusing for a lot of consumers, you would never want to have a situation where you get a policy to protect the bank, but not yourself. That puts all of your equity and future growth and equity at risk. And this is where, and it's tough because there's a lot of different sorts of information, but really talk to your attorney to make sure, and they can specifically explain and show you how the numbers look different. Um, in well, let me say this to you, Stephen, because, and, I, and again, the reason I stress go to a real estate attorney, I've been around the block a long time, I've been doing real estate, and I have found that some attorneys that really don't specialize in it, and, or, like, they don't even tell you about that. I mean, they don't really explain that to you. And there's so many little intricacies, and so that... It is so important to have an attorney like Steve and his firm to specialize and take the time to really go through these things. It can cost thousands of dollars that you unnecessarily didn't know and that you don't even know about. And so many people I have found in my years, when they go to the closing, they're like freaked out because they have no idea. It's a great point, Dottie. You know, I want to add, it's sort of like getting a phone update. How many times do you get an update from your phone or a notice of change of terms for your credit card company? You don't read it. You just click, you accept. And you don't think about it until your phone doesn't work and they say, oh, your phone can't handle the new operating system or it doesn't work right, right? But in a real estate closing, you have some similarities. There's a lot of information being bombarded at consumers. And everyone is talking from their point. The banks are making specific disclosures because they're required under federal law. The brokers are making their disclosures. Everyone is talking their language. And this is partly what the lawyers do is they sort of quarterback it and say, look, let me distill this to the information how you need to actually understand it. Because the difference is this. If you hit accept on your operating system upgrade on your cell phone, you can fix that later. If you just hit accept and don't understand the numbers, you could go to a closing and not have that extra $10,000, $20,000 that you didn't realize you needed to have. And so it's so critical to understand that up front. Right. So, so Stephen, so we're, we, we did you, you, title insurance. But how about mortgage recording taxes? Sure. So that, that's a New York State um, tax. 
and, um, and it varies based on the county that you're in. And it's going to yeah. be anywhere. And again, this is another one-time tax. You pay 0.75% to about as high as 1.925% based on the loan amount. And so that's going to depend on the amount of the loan and which county you're in. New York City is the highest. You know, upstate New York, depending upon the county, is the lowest. And everyone else is somewhere in between. Right? Now, right. Um, Donnie, there are some... I think, I think we're coming think to a end, Stephen. But um, I wanted to mention... Oh, I think we're out of time. Rosa was, yeah, we're out of time. But Rosa was waiting patiently um, on the call. But we will definitely get to you next week, Rosa. So make sure you call us back next week. Yeah, okay? sorry. We didn't know... Um, call us back next week or leave your question and we'll answer it next week. Um, listen, enjoy the rest of this Thanksgiving weekend. Um, great to be back here again and we'll be back next week. Eye on Real Estate with Dottie Herman is sponsored by Citizens Bank N.A. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.